Are you ready? It's time. It's time to let go and use your voice. It's time to be real and it's time to heal. I'm Tiff Carson and this is Hard Beautiful Journey. Hey there, welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. This is episode 77 and on today's show, I have my beautiful friend Emily here to talk with me and you about my book writing journey. Emily was my book writing coach and in this episode we talk about the process that I went through and all of the ups and downs that I encountered along the way and how she held me so close in this whole process and honestly without her this book would not have happened. So I can't wait for you to hear this interview with my friend Emily. Hello Emily, how are you doing? I'm so excited to have you here today. Tiff, I'm so excited too. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about your book. I am too. Oh my gosh. So I have on the podcast today, Emily Tamayo Maher. And Emily is my book writing coach that I definitely talked about quite a bit during the process because you were so integral in this whole journey of mine. And as I said in my intro podcast for this season, I've been gone. (laughs) I've been uh, not podcasting and there's been a big reason why. And one of those big reasons is this book. And I can't wait for you to meet Emily and how we met and our journey together, writing Dancing in the Rain. So the first thing that I wanted to do, though, is get Emily to give a little bit of an intro to herself. Gorgeous. Well, thank you so much. I've been working as a book coach for about six years now. And so I work in fiction, nonfiction, and memoir. And so what really connects me to people and what I think is one of the most joyful parts of the process is having a spiritual approach to writing and publishing. And so Tiff and I met on Instagram. I love being able to test out material for a book on Instagram. So you really know that you're connecting with your audience. And she saw that I work with a spiritual path down the chakras from the crown chakra to the root chakra in order to publish your book and spread your message. And so it was just sparks from the start. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. I don't even know how I don't even know how I came across your page. It's just one of those things where you were like literally just, here you go. She's supposed to be in your life and let's do this because I don't believe I was looking for book writing coach. I actually, I know I wasn't looking for book writing coach at that moment, but there you were. And I saw that you were having a free writing staycation and, and using the chakras. And I was like, yep. Because that's at the height of my spiritual awakening that I was going through. And it's like, yes, this is exactly what I am looking for, even just for my own writing, not for a book. It was just even for the journaling that I was doing. And so I signed up for your free writing staycation. So what I want uh, you to do 
for us, if you could, is go through that creative path down the chakras, just so people understand kind of what I was experiencing. I'd love to. And I will also uh, give the link to the writing and yoga staycation. That is such a really nice way to ease in. It's free. You can sign up at any time. So I'll make sure that I give you that link. And so let's kind of go through the process because, of course, the chakras are older than written language. So the first evidence of the chakras is in the Vedas and the Upanishads. But there are, you know, these energy centers in the body come up in traditions. I live in Colombia in South America. There are energy centers around the heart, mind, and gut in Eastern, in Chinese medicine. There are here in indigenous medicine. And so it's just such uh, an innate natural, intuitive way to create what you're meant to create in this world. And it's what we did with Tiff's book. And it's just, it's turned out so beautifully. So I'm so proud of this soul work. So without further ado, let me go through the process. So the crown chakra is your halo, your connection to source, to spirit. And so this is where we first get those divine downloads. Um, this is where we get the whispers and the ideas. And so the practices around the crown chakra is around inspiration and starting to bring that inspiration to life. Next, we go to the third eye. The third eye is where we get both the vision and the strategy for the idea. So one thing about the third eye is in the symbol of the third eye, there are two wings. And so one side is fantasy and really living into your biggest, wildest dreams, the fun side. And then the other side is the practical side, the strategy, the book outline, the, the really thinking about how you're going to bring this down to earth. Next, we have the throat chakra. We've got to keep it playful here. So for instance, when Tiff and I were working together, this is where you just get the words on the page and send them to me. You just <laughs> say what you need to but say. What, open I, up that throat chakra. No, 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 no. I kept saying, no, no, no. I don't want to write that. <laughs> it's sometimes where the biggest blocks are because... We're, I mean, so often we hold our truth, we hold our authentic selves inside. And so being able to open up and do it playfully, there will always be an edit later, which is also in this system. And so one of the things I love to repeat is don't worry here, say what you need to say, just let it all out in the throat chakra. This is where we find our voice and we find our voice by experimenting, having fun and not judging. So then we go to the heart chakra. This is where we love the book into life. We nurture the book. We have that regular writing process where we keep going back habitually, no matter what. And of course, as Tiff will tell you, things tear us away. And so that kind of unconditional love, I know a little chaos is happening in my life right now, but I'm going to come back. I'm going to commit to this dream and make it reality in the but intimate the procrastination is that block on this chakra, right? And that's exactly. where a lot of people stop writing is this block right here. Yes. And so that's where the unconditional comes in, because the fact is that you're not going to be able to tame life down. And I know it was actually, you know, I don't know if I mentioned 
when I started my writing journey six, seven years ago, I was a full-time teacher with a toddler and I was the breadwinner winner for the family, all of it. And so I remember there were times I would just get buried and work at school. And so I would always, you know, kind of throw out that lasso and say, okay, I know I am going to be under a ton of work for the next three weeks. Where can I circle red on my calendar and just reach for that dream? And I think that's such an important side of, of the unconditional love is even you know, you may get pulled away, you may get pulled from one side to another, but having that reach and not giving up in your dreams, I think so much power is in the reach because we don't know when life is going to get easier. We got to go easy on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's heart chakra. Mm -hmm. And then solar plexus is the willpower, the, the polish, the edit of this whole thing. And so in the book writing process, it's editing, polishing, and going pro, really making a professional product that will go out into the world. And that's what gives you the freedom to play in the throat chakra. So don't worry here because we'll polish it up and we'll edit it so it correctly communicates what it needs to communicate to the world in the solar plexus, then the sacral chakra is birthing, your book publishing, being flexible, allowing <laughs> all of those things to come together. And then the root chakra is reaching out and doing the marketing. So reaching out like the roots of a tree and really spreading your message to the people who need it most. And that is the process. And so, yes, if you want a fun, free, easy way to journal into kind of this experience to get the idea when you're first just sparking up things or if you're if you're a ways in and you want to refresh the writing and yoga staycation i love introducing this concept through those yoga poses and writing prompts and flowing through it all and and d dealing with the self doubt part which is another part of the the root chakra cuz that's where i'm heading into right now I'm in we're in it together I know what you mean <sighs> yes I'm but yeah in the published stage right now where they're working on it but next is my building the audience and like actually getting this book out to people and so the king on clearing those blocks right now is huge for me so I will be getting your help again on that one <laughs> and it's wonderful because much like the writing process, the marketing process is a lot of creativity, experimentation, seeing what is working, seeing what is not working. And just really, when you have such a strong purpose behind your message, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to make it happen. You know, you're going to reach out to the people who need you. So yes, I will be so excited to support you in launching this gorgeous book into the world. Yes. So yeah, back to how we met, we met on uh, Instagram and then I was stalking your website and, and then I saw that you did the coaching one-on-one -on -one coaching. And mm -hmm. I am somebody that absolutely thrives on having accountability and just somebody being there to bounce ideas off of. And so I reached out and asked if we could have a call and see if this is something that would work for me. Cause I still, 
had doubts that I was going to actually write a book. But anyway, I went back and I looked through my stuff and we met on my birthday. Oh my goodness. And I, yes, I remember <laughs> that coming up once again. Your I know. Birthday. Yeah. So yeah. we met, we had our first meeting on December 10th, 2021, which wasn't too long after Corey passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, I said, yes, absolutely. I need to work with you. And so we started working together early January, like early 2022. And I wrote a rough outline and then I thought I'd get fancy. Remember that? And I got those big poster boards and I wrote out my out because I have to like, I'm a visual person. So I had to get out these great big poster boards. And, and then I also wrote on this great big piece of paper, this book is going to be a New York Times bestseller. And my brother, Corey's going to be with me the whole time, holding my hand, writing this thing. So that was the very first thing that I wrote down was that and then this outline. And and that's what you've got to do with the third eye. You get into both the plan, the poster board. I remember your little post-its <laughs> all over it. Yeah. And then the other side is all of the big dreams and the exciting oomph behind that goal. Gorgeous. Well, yeah, that's more like the crown and the third eye, right? Like what is your vision for this book? And mm-hmm. that's another thing that was on this big poster sheet was this book is going to change millions of lives. And so like right from day one, I've had that vision, that idea in my head that that's the purpose of this book. But then you get going into the process and you think you need to say everything that's ever happened in your life. And I, and let's talk about word count, because this is a good time to talk about word count. You had recommended The Glass Castle. Yes, that was one of our, having a book companion is so helpful. Don't worry that you'll copy anyone else. Writers are readers. Yes. And that's so true of you. Yeah. And so I went and I looked up how many words are in the glass castle and it was around the 70,000 mark I think it was or close to 70 so I was like well I'm no glass castle author but I'm gonna try for 60 (laughs) and so when you have like a book like a word count number in your mind you're like okay I gotta get there and and some of these stories aren't very long so I need to throw in every story in (laughs) in my life just to get this word count up right well some of those stories a lot of those stories did not relate to the through line you want to talk about what a through line is in the theme absolutely so one of the things that really draws readers in is the core message of your book and so there were a few through lines to your book so In Corey's addiction, there was the through line of loving him through it. And then, of course, there's the title, Dancing in the Rain. No matter how hard the journey is, it's a hard, beautiful journey and finding the connection and the beauty. And so this is how you serve the readers. Readers are reading for themselves. They're reading to advance in their own journey. And so the stories are so important because that's how we remember the messages, the lessons more than anything else. But you want to make sure that you're relating to your reader through a core message. And that's what creates 
the experience, which is quite a roller coaster, you know, in the plot design. So you don't want to just throw in everything in the, the kitchen sink. You want to you wanna really choose and cultivate a core message so that readers really just step away with an amazing experience, which is what we did mm-hmm. with this book. And then I, I signed up for, is it the Book Writers Workshop through Hay House? Yes. That yeah, that's what it's called. And which was phenomenal as well. And this was at a time where you and I hadn't been working as closely together for a little bit because I kind of took a pause from writing. And and then when I saw you again, I was like, okay, I went through this workshop and they said something that really resonated. And they say that a lot of people write the book before the book when they mm-hmm. do their first exactly. Book. And I was on the Zoom call and I'm like, yeah, that's me. Because <laughs> I was at about 43,000 words. And in about a half an hour, I got down to just under 20,000. I And trust me, they don't go in the trash. They go in what's called a manuscript scrap pile. <laughs> and it actually... As I was doing it, it made me a little sad, but it also cleared up a lot of space and it gave me a lot more clarity on my theme and my message. Do you remember that day when I told you I did that? Yes, because there are so many things about that that I just love as a part of the process because I do work with hundreds of people, but Hay House receives tens of thousands of manuscripts. And so there are certain things that, yes, the book before the book, and I would say this is especially true of of memoir. And this is kind of something that I think we really worked through together to get the most polished, beautiful product. And so often when you're looking at your own life, you probably know that, well, pretty much everything that has ever happened to me has contributed to who I am today. So I can't (laughs) leave anything out. And that's true. And it is Mm -hmm. definitely a common experience. But it was so nice for Reed Tracy and Kelly Notaris to kind of back me up in this because I see it to a certain scale, but they see it to a huge scale where Mm -hmm. people, people really put everything that happened in and everything that happened serves you as the writer, but you want to condense it down for the reader. And of course, 70,000 words is a wonderful length. That's actually a really good length to shoot for, for a manuscript, but the shorter, the better for a first book. People are not going to follow you through 200, 300,000 words. And so really to be able to condense down and really use that core message. Kelly Notaris often talks about the hook. And so there are other uh, writing coaches, including myself, who talk about the core message. And so really delivering that in a beautiful package where you choose the most significant stories, the most emotional stories so that your readers understand. And so that's the thing is the book before the book, as they say, is the book you're writing for yourself. There's a lot 
to process. I will tell you, I write at least twice as many words for any book that I put out or any story that I put out. I write as le at least twice as many words because you have to process everything. So over time, being able to have a really, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this too, have kind of a loose relationship with your content. So you're writing everything, throat chakra, say what you need to say, express it, write the book before the book. That's wonderful. It's gonna make the final book so much better. But then being able to call down and really think about the reader in the edit, in the solar plexus, so that how can I say this succinctly so it lands with my reader and so I'm serving them to the, the best of my ability, which we did with your book. And I was so glad because that you had done that too, because then I got a little bit of backup. It wasn't just me, <laughs> you know? And so it was so much fun. It was such a pleasure to work with. And that's the other thing is when you're reading a lot, when you're studying a lot, writing a book is an art and a craft. And so the more of you yourself and your learning you put into it, it just, it all contributes to a beautiful final product. Absolutely. And the thing that I think happened as well is for me anyway, is when I was writing the book before the book there, obviously, like you said, there's a lot of healing going on, but there's also that say, saying right from the wound, not the mm -hmm. scar. And I think the manuscript scrap pile, some of that was the scar, right? Just getting through that. I think we flip it right from the scar. So you're healed a Sorry, little bit. Right from the yes, scar. Right not from the, the scar, yeah. not the wound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And this is also a really cool point because the writing is how you heal. And I that's one part of the process that I love working. I loved working together is being able to support and being able to just hold the space for that healing, which was wonderful. And this is also so important in the heart chakra. So throat chakra, say what you need to say, mm -hmm. write everything. And then one thing that was so pleasurable is that, yes, it's sad that inevitably you are going to write more words then show up in the final book. And that's why it's so important to love this process. Allow it to heal you. Allow it to really turn you into the person you're becoming. The, the book is the journey in and of itself and you're writing your way through it. You have that companionship. And so loving the process is such an important part. So don't feel, have a scarcity mindset around, oh my gosh, I put time into this and then I didn't use that paragraph. It's all good because it's contributed to you as a person. And then of course, the stories that didn't get used in this book are for the next book. Mm -hmm. And when we get to the next book, believe me, I'm in that right now. And you're so grateful for everything you didn't use because it just gives you a head start. And then the process goes more and more quickly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, what about self-imposed deadlines? I know I gave myself one of trying to get my manuscript to my publishers who, yeah, I found a a publisher out of Australia that I decided Another to synchronicity. Yeah. yeah, I decided to self-publish with them. And it was a goal of mine to get an initial manuscript to them by his 50th birthday on May 31st of this year. And when that didn't happen, I was 
disappointed in myself for sure. But then I remembered like I've been going through a lot and I just got to give myself some grace. And I know at some points in my life, I would have just said, oh, screw it. I didn't make my deadline. So I'm a failure. I'm not going to keep going. And I know meeting with you helped remind me like you've come a long way. You got a lot done already. So just keep going just because you have this deadline in your head of May 31st, which is an important day. It doesn't mean that the message should just be thrown away because of that. And so I know I took time at the end of, well, then I set my next goal for the end of June. So I took a week off of work unpaid to put some skin in the game. I didn't make that deadline. And then I was like, okay, July 15th, didn't make that deadline. Then I talked to you and I'm like, enough is enough. August 15th is it. And I did it. But the main point of this story that I'm telling is don't stop just because you didn't make that first deadline or the second deadline or the third deadline. And why I'm saying that is because there were things that still needed to happen in my life (laughs) that are part of this book that happened between May 31st and August 15th that had a huge impact on my life and in the messages in this book. And so I just, I trusted in it and it, and it all worked out for the best. What do you have to say about deadlines and what you've seen with other authors? So yes, with other authors and with myself, it's flexible accountability because of course, So often when I do the questionnaire, when someone fills out the questionnaire to see if we're a good fit to work with one another, I always ask, what is your deadline for the book? And pretty much everybody thinks I'm going to get it done lickety split. Just like that. (laughs) Exactly. And then we get into it. One, another fun piece of wisdom about the chakras is the, the upper chakras are lighter and faster. When you can visualize yourself with a New York Times bestseller, that happens in one cappuccino. You know, it's just in a second. But then to actually write the whole thing, yes, it slows down at every step of the process. And that's okay. So that's what I love about your example, which is my example too, my last book, you know, I'm like this deadline, okay, one month later. And so those are stretch goals. Those are flexible accountability. If you don't try and hit it, and if you don't really put some pressure, well, put some accountability on yourself to get big chunks done, then you can go on thinking about the book for 10 years. But at the same time, and this is so true of people I work with, it's true of you. When you're writing your book, often you're in a moment where you're changing the trajectory of your whole life. Mm -hmm. Things are changing. Big shifts are happening. And so It's kind of hard to put a stopwatch on such momentous life changes. And so that's where we've got to have the unconditional love through these years, working with dozens and dozens of people on their books. This is what works, really trying for a date, but then also navigating life and really having that unconditional love that if I have to move houses unexpectedly, if I get... 
COVID or if I get sick or if someone I love has a problem. If these different things, you have to say, okay, we're still going to do it. We're just going to give ourselves another month, et cetera. And as this book is in PDF review right now, it does. It finally happens. I know. It's so, you just got to give yourself grace, right? Grace upon grace upon grace. And it will it will eventually happen when it's supposed to happen. The um, other option is breaking. You know, if you're not flexible, you just break. Okay. So what <laughs> I know that we've had uh, many times where I called it goosebumps and tears. There were zero tears with me, right? Zero. <laughs> As she's so laughing. The process. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful to be able to have that release. We hold so much inside. That's one of the gorgeous things about the vulnerability of dancing in the rain, of the authenticity of dancing in the rain, is this is the real journey. It's the mm-hmm. honest truth. And mm-hmm. that is so refreshing because then none of us, us are in it alone. And I was just honored to be able to accompany you on the journey while it was all happening. So I can speak to the truth of this book. Mm-hmm. We met shortly after your brother passed and we were we were there. We were riding the roller coaster together. Oh, that roller coaster. Woo. It had some ups and downs and Oh yeah, no. And there were many, many, many times, a lot of people know this, but I feel my brother with me uh, quite often. And I know he's with me when he gives me like full on goosebumps. And how many times did he show up in our sessions? Like a lot. (laughs) The majority for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure he was some of what brought us together too. It was lovely. Oh yeah, absolutely. So the other thing that I quickly wanted to touch on is when I gave you back sections to read, what is your process? Like what is what does a book writing coach do? Like do you like look at it and say, oh my God, <laughs> she just doesn't get what I'm saying? Or, you know, like combination or what happens over there? So this is kind of the developmental edit of the book. And so there are a few things that happen together, which was wonderful. I love receiving pages. And so what happens is we have a session and then you decide on your goal between now and the next session. And so we set the dates of the of the sessions also. So it's not every two weeks, you got to get me 20 pages every two weeks. No, it's more like, okay, we're meeting on this date. When do you want to set the next date for? And then what do you want to get done between now and then? And so, of course, then you send me the pages. I read everything you write. And then I just really draw out the strongest parts of your voice. And so a lot of that process is, oh, my goodness. For instance, we were just talking about the stories. If we have in all of these stories, then these gorgeous, strong stories, which really show us your connection to your brother, show us what you went through, then they get drowned out. And so I draw out anything that really needs to be 
really needs to be front and center. Anything that needs to be explained, we make cuts here and there. We make a structure so that, you know, people are having, they have a consistent plot line and they understand what's going on. So it's so fun because you don't have to finish the manuscript before we work together. We sculpt it together along the way. I bring out the strengths and then we cut anything that is really dust on top of those strengths so it becomes a polished product. And so I love doing that, sitting with people's pages, sitting with people's authentic stories and really turning them into something beautiful. I think a big part of it too is setting your ego to the side as an author and just really taking in what your book coach has to say Cause I could have been like, oh, hell no, I'm leaving that in because that will make grandma happy, <laughs> you know, or grandpa. And, but no, it was like, okay, who is this book for? Okay. Right. That's why that story makes more sense. But there was also times where what I have, what I had written, you didn't even go there. You're like, okay, so what about this? And like, then you would ask me to think about another memory from that time period. And then that's the story that ended up in the book because it related to that theme more. And that you are just like a magician at. (laughs) It's so incredible. So, and it's a testament to how good um, you are at what you do because I had two editors, two completely separate editors on my book. And both of them, their comments were, this book is so well-structured and easy, um, not easy to read, um, so well-structured um, that you can actually, you're drawn right into the story and you can just feel like you know these people at the end. And I wrote the words in this book, but you Absolutely. were the one who put it together because there was many times where you're like, I think this might be stronger here. And I think this might be stronger there. And oh yeah, I think we should make this three acts. Like, yes, let's do this. So that is what I'm so grateful for, for making that decision to have you as my book writing coach. You helped bring this baby to life. So thank you. Well, thank you. And I love what you just said, because you have such a strong mission. And so, yes, when we're going through the writing process, this is true of the process you went through, is that you peeled back pieces of your ego in order to serve the reader at a deeper level, the vulnerability that you put into it, the places where you put aside, you know, maybe what grandma wanted to know. And also, you know, you make, of course, all of the final decisions and you made those decisions so well. And I'm so glad those editors afterwards also said that. And so the thing is that if you, I've had clients say, I just want to get to the end of my first book. I'm not worried about sales. I want to write it for myself. I just want to write it so I know I can do it. Next time, be harder on me and make me, and I want to make it a genre killer, bestseller. But this time, let's just get from the the beginning to the end. And so of course, when, when I'm coaching or when you're writing a book, Think of who is this book for? If it's for grandma, keep in all the stuff grandma wants. If it's for a mission to help people, then make sure it executes 
that mission. And if it's for you, write it for you. And so no matter who the audience is, no matter what your goals are, just keeping those people in mind and then creating the best experience for them. And yes, having a strong mission. And that's one of the beautiful things about the spiritual process is, yeah, we peel back our ego in order to serve our mission. Absolutely, we do. So one of the processes of writing a book, it's not in every book, but it's in lots of books, is forward. And mm -hmm. when it came time to think about my forward, I there was zero question or hesitation on who I wanted to write my forward. And it was you. Not only because you're an amazing author yourself, she has a wonderful book called The Meaning Method. And, but I, I wanted you to write my forward because you've literally been there from day one and you know this story inside and out and you know how important it is to me. So what I would like you to do is read the forward from my book. I'm so excited to do it. So forward to dancing in the rain. The devastating pain of the opioid addiction opened a chasm in the hearts of families all over the world. In the past two decades, about half a million people have overdosed on opioids. The number of deaths due to an opioid overdose in 2021 is six times what it was 20 years ago. In the midst of this epidemic, there's another hidden epidemic. The grief, despair, and confusion of those who have lost a loved one to addiction. It's ironic that when the problem of opioid addiction was a fraction of what it is today, it became popular to declare a war on drugs. Unfortunately, in the subsequent decades, the problem has multiplied exponentially. In her memoir, Tiffany Carson suggests a different approach. Over the decades that her brother, Corey, became addicted to opioids, she came to the conclusion that she must love him through it. This is one of my favorite phrases in the book, love him through it. Rather than pushing him away, attempting to place conditions on, his on her love for him, she drew him close in order to understand him and what he'd been through. As you turn the pages of this book, you'll explore the root causes of addiction through deeply personal stories. Tiff, bring, Tiff brings you into joint therapy sessions with her brother and opens up about generational trauma and the complexity of anticipatory grief. Bonding with the characters in Tiff's memoir allows us to discover insights into our own hard, beautiful journeys. Loving a person through addiction is not about enabling them to hurt themselves or supporting a destructive habit. The unconditional love that Tiff shares teaches us how to reach out to a sensitive soul who is in a lot of pain and navigating extreme loneliness. After all, it's the very sensitivity which could have been a gift to humanity that has made them vulnerable to addiction. Based on her experience, Tiff has made her journey through loss, through the loss of her brother, a spiritual path. 
by opening rather than fighting, controlling, or shaming, we discover that we are profoundly connected. It's through connection that we find answers to our most difficult questions. Tiff's own connection to her brother has remained strong even after he passed. In the final years of Corey's life, Tiff continued to celebrate her bond with her brother. A powerful message reverberates behind every word she writes. No matter the amount of pain you feel inside, you can choose to keep dancing in the rain. I'm so grateful that Tiff had the courage to share her message through this intimate story when the world needs it most. And I have full body goosebumps again. So thank you. I know I've said thank you to you a million times one-on-one, but honestly, I'm truly grateful for- It's an honor and a pleasure. And here, the tears again. (laughs) Darn it. Okay. Crying meetings are good. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Crying podcasts are even even better. Share the love, share the emotion. If we went through one Zoom session with no tears, something would be wrong, Emily. So that's what makes it the healing process. Exactly. It is. I just want you to know again, how grateful I am that the universe, God put you in my path and that they all knew that you were the one to help get this book, which I know is going to be very helpful, helpful for some people. I know that you were put in my path for a reason. So thank you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. We're all a part of something bigger and the Mm -hmm. help just is so synchronistic along the way. It is. So where can people find you, Emily, when they want to write their own book, which they should, right? Absolutely. Share your story. Your story means means so much to more than just you. And so my website is meaningmethod.com or emilytamayomaher.com. I'm on Instagram at emilytamayomaher and in the Facebook group, The Writer's Black. So yes, I'll make sure and share all the links, including if you're in a place where you want to experience the chakra method of writing and just dip a toe in, I'll share that writing and yoga staycation. I'm so glad it brought us together. So yes. absolutely, And I'll definitely have all of those links in the show notes and everywhere that, that this goes to. So I end every show with asking my guests what they are grateful for. So what are you grateful for today? Uh, Today, I'm really grateful for the soul that people put into their creative work. Recently, my husband, I live in Bogota, Colombia, and tomorrow we are going to an award ceremony. My husband won the National Journalism Prize for his docu-series Nacion Rebelde. And so, yes, I mean, he's been an example for me because he has put so much heart in his work for so many decades. And so, again, with your story, with your book, celebrating Tiff's book, celebrating my book, celebrating my husband's docu-series, it's just so important because it's a snowball where we really reach out with our soul and 
we share the love with one another. So yes, if you have creative dreams, take the first steps and go for it. So thank you. Yeah, that was a random thing that's I've been thankful for that's on my mind. Oh, excellent. And congratulate him for me. That is a, a massive achievement. So that is incredible. Well, thank you again, Emily. I'm so grateful that you took the time to just share with my audience how this process worked and what came out of it, which everyone will soon be able to read. And yeah, just thank, I, very thankful for you. I remember the first time I listened to your podcast. I love your podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem. Okay. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you again, Emily, for being on the show today and sharing with my listeners this journey of writing my first book, Dancing in the Rain, and working with you on it so closely over the past year and a half. It truly has been amazing to work with you, and I'm so grateful to now call you one of my dear friends. I will be posting how to get in touch with Emily in the show notes if you want to write your own book or join one of her writing or yoga staycations. I highly recommend it. As for the book, it will be available starting Sunday, January 7th at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Amazon. I will also be hosting a live Facebook event where I will be answering any questions and just celebrating that this book is finally out and into the world. More info will be coming out about that live Facebook event soon on my social channels. So stay tuned for that. I will see you next week. And until then, be kind and stay well. Bye-bye. 